our panel. First Hi. off, we've got Kevin. You can introduce yourself, Kevin. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm Kevin Bader. I'm a health educator at Olin Health Center, Student Health Services. And I'm Dr. D, returning for what the probably the 15th Nine. year <laughs> with exposure. Uh, I think it's been 15 years. Oh, uh, yeah, we should do an I'd anniversary party. Oh, we should. Anniversary party, retirement party. Oh, yeah, <laughs> leaving us now. But it's, it's a pleasure to be here with Miss Newton and uh, and sex with Mr. K. Oh, God. Uh, a new name every Kevin. show. Yeah, we, it's a new year. We have a new I guess so. You know, we didn't talk about before the show what our prize pack was going to be. What are we going to do for. <laughs> well, without a doubt. The complimentary prize pack for those who want to call in. Mm-hmm. Correct. Join the conversation. To Miss Newton's show. And if sex it has closure. anything to do with sex, if it's a little off topic, but somehow it can be wrangled into we our topic, uh, please give us a call. Oh, no, I'm not letting you go off agenda, Kev. You <laughs> Kevin, it's, all, it's your fault this agenda, year. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and, we got a good one for you. And for those of you who aren't aware of this show, once a month we like to get together with the Owen Health Center to talk about all kinds of different things in the sex world, and not just all the raunchy stuff, but some really good educational <laughs> aspects as well. And so that's what these gentlemen are doing here tonight. And again, this is a call-in show, so what you can do is listen to what we have to say, see what you like, see what you like, see if you want to add anything, maybe you have a question, give us a ring at 432-3893, and then we can have a nice conversation. Yeah, she's good at this, isn't she? she? She's got it down. (laughs) You guys have been helping me a lot. The WDBM host with the most. Uh, (laughs) And the prize pack last year. What was the prize pack last year, Well, you know, last year we did what? Uh, A year's supply. supply, yes. Complimentary Mm -hmm. year's supply of condoms. Mm -hmm. You know, and we got some some nasty ones this time, don't we? What do you mean nasty? I mean good. They're purple and oh, they're he means red. nasty is good, audience <laughs> li- listeners. Well, yeah. You nasty. Know, yes, we got some uh, decorative, I guess you could call them, wrapping to our condoms. Decorative wrapping, just yes. in time for the holiday it's Christmas season. Christmas every time you go to the bedroom. No, we, yeah. your <laughs> we got lube, we have um, dental dams and female condoms if you would like to trade in the, the, um, the regular condoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, for your sexual needs, we will meet yes. them. Um, if you call in and uh, join the conversation. And this is what this program is all about. And I, and I always say that uh, Impact has a, a lot of credibility and a lot of, I think, uh, you know, uh, standing in the community for doing a program like this because not every campus would allow us on the air <laughs> to, <laughs> to talk, talk about. about the topics we do. But it's all about, you know, equipping students with information so they can make informed decisions. Because uh, as I tell parents all summer, you know, we do parent orientation. My job is not to tell students whether to have sex or not. My job is to provide as much information as possible mm-hmm. so they can make an informed decision. I mean, they have to have an environment that's conducive to making a decision. And, you know, as we were talking about this show, uh, this first show, and Kevin was rolling out his agenda, uh, it occurred to me that I need to ask you both a question. And this is a surprise question. Yes, okay. I don't know what this is. But if you do call in at... Four three two three eight nine three, and talk to the lovely Maggie, who's in the control room, who just wants to be a part of this program tonight. Uh, and it's Gabby. She's done it. I say Maggie. It's okay. A, Maggie used to be Abby, an intern Gabby, and Maggie. Okay. <laughs> she can Gabby. come sometimes. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> That's okay. She's yeah. She's It'll giving, only happen once. She's giving me the high sign. But if you call in, uh, you can get that complimentary uh, year supply of condom. What do we set that limit on? We set that limit. It was hundred. Mm-hmm. But that's that goes to my question. Okay. Okay. Now, Abigail. Yes, Dr. D. Abby. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. K. Yes. What if you could think of the five things that a freshman should know about sex or sexuality? Because I read this article today, the 28 things every college freshman should know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty interesting article, and I agreed with some of it. But if you could think about the five things that you would say a freshman should know about sex or sexuality, what would they be? And if our callers would like to call in and say what you think they should know mm-hmm. or what you want to know as a freshman, what, what would it be? Let's about, stop. about sex, specifically. About sex or sexuality, you know, because we started, you know, we were going to talk about zombie sex and oh, yes. zombie relationships, which we will tell you about in a minute here. Mm-hmm. But what is it that our listeners really need to know about sex? Hmm. If we're talking sex and then sexuality as well first sex uh what a condom is and how to put it on Mm -hmm. i think i'd go before that and say um you know you have the ultimate power to say yes or no 
I think that's what I would tell freshmen is because sometimes, you know, if you come in as a college freshman and you see your friends going and having sex or doing these things and you're not comfortable with that, but you feel like that's the next step, I think oh, that yeah. we should give them, almost empower them to say, you can say no. You can say, say yes. Say no or yes to what? Um, to, I guess, the beginning of the oh that's right because there's so many definitions i mean maybe just that they have choices that you have choices you can choices about what choices how to be intimate with another there might be good or bad decisions Mm -hmm. that you can make and but what are they making choices about what are we talking about when we talk about campus sexuality or campus sex what are we talking about i mean Mm -hmm. i would assume from the data that this incoming class probably about 70 percent of them have had some type of sexual experience Mm -hmm. whether by themselves with a uh, you know same gender opposite whatever uh so what what are we talking about what should they know about campus sexuality Maybe and is there such a topic? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you control your interaction with another person. So you are the one who says what goes and what does not go when, in regards to your comfort zone. And sure, you may be tested in some ways, but in the end, you can say, yes, I want to kiss you. No, I don't want to kiss you. You can say yes. Well, you just want to get to the art of kissing, don't you? Oh, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe. But, you know, that's just – and that sometimes may be the start of – a lot of times in college, in my mind, as a college student, is kissing is almost the first step mm-hmm. after, in, in the physical interaction. And so you can say yes or no to that first step, and it, you can continue to say yes or no as you continue right. to move on those steps. Mr. K, what do you think? Uh, you said condoms, and I would say... Well, I, would, <laughs> I thought we were talking about sex. What is a college... What is a fresh incoming freshman... What does fresh, an incoming freshman need to know about sexuality? A condom is a condom and what it does. What? <laughs> I would love that. You, think, you are such a theater troupe person. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Well, what, what do they need to know, Kev? They need to know that... I guess if I'm talking to my boss right now, they need to know that there are resources available to them. <laughs> Honestly, not think. not just not just us, but there are resources. They that, that there are is information out there that is the right information that they can go seek out. It's okay. not like it has to come to them. They don't have to wait for that information to come to their dorm to be given to them in a pamphlet form when they go visit the health center for a cold. They need to know that it's out there for the. They just need to. I guess the next step is where to find that right information. Well, but they they need to know that they can go out and seek it. And Gabby, help me here. Not just on uh, WebMD or not just on. Uh, Gabby, help the me internet. here. These guys aren't, aren't answering the question. What does oh, each shoot. freshman need to? What do, what do freshmen need to know, Gabby? Sex is normal, and it will happen to you probably, maybe if you want it to. Now and you can hear it. We can't. <laughs> oh, um, that there are resources that you can utilize at the university can you hear me now now we can hear you gabs go okay i i said that um i think that sex is pretty normal in college and something that's going to happen to if you want it to um not going to happen if you don't want it to and that there are resources here for you to utilize to be educated and safe and um yeah Okay, so all three of you don't get the prize tonight. Shoot. Oh no! Right, let me no I, th- I think they're, I think they're good. This isn't a, this isn't a competition question, but you know, as I listen to you talk about decision making, I listen to you talk about resources, and Gabby talking about it may happen, it may not. It's your decision. I think every freshman should first of all examine what they want. What they what you know to to know about sex or sexuality, whether it's on campus or not, you really need to know yourself first. What is it that you want? What is it that you're willing to do? Uh, how do you even express your sexuality? Because my next question to you guys, you know, is how would you define sexual health for a, a freshman? A freshman says, "I want to be sexually healthy." What does that mean? I mean, these are tough well, I questions. Want to go back a little bit. You want to go back to the question, the five things that every freshman should know. I want to go back to your response and, and, mm-hmm. and how, uh, like, I guess, as an incoming freshman, I can go back in time and think to myself, well, yes, I would want myself to know these things, but I guess through experience that perhaps maybe throughout college I experienced and learned, and that's how I figured out what I wanted because let's say I never was able to in, in high school. I think back to those freshmen um, and me as a freshman just thinking, well, would I have had to have that experience or kind of ask those questions in high school then but what if I never was like I guess I would like students to know this but Mm -hmm. man there are so many situations that I mean everyone always the big joke is you'll be in college you'll be able to experiment you'll be able to figure out what you want Mm -hmm. well as an incoming freshman I guess it'd be great if they 
they kind of helped themselves narrow that down. But I feel like that's a big part of college. Well, but it, but as we all know from being in uh, college, uh, experiments fail. Mm-hmm. And many times experiments fail. So, oh, yeah. you know, I've read 5,000 to 10,000 papers from students. Uh, they're called the Who Am I Sexually papers when I used to teach, you know, for those 19 years. And I'll be anonymous papers, and I'd ask them to talk about their sexuality and talk about their experiences. And, you know, really, if you've never done that, listeners or even Abby and Kevin and Gabby, you know, sit down someday and write about your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Take about three pages and just write about it anonymously. You don't really know how to experience your sexuality until you've actually put it on paper or put mm-hmm. it down and not paper but electronically uh, and in those many times students would tell me I'd say the majority would say you know my first experiment or experience with sex or sexuality was really awful mm-hmm. or not my decision or I wasn't sure what I wanted so I know it's, it's a tough thing to say Try to be, uh, I almost call it intuitive sexuality. Mm-hmm. Be in tune with your body, be in tune with what you want before you make any decisions. Mm-hmm. I know it's important to get resources, important to make these decisions, but be in tune with what you want. I mean, and some, mm-hmm. some of that is as simple as even knowing your body. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're an HIV counselor. Zone right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, honestly. it only took you 11 minutes to get I to have. masturbation. <laughs> okay. We should keep a record. Right? No. But, but I mean, yeah, no, I, but, I, I say it jokingly. I guess it sounds funny and kind context but like no it's kind of about as basic as masturbation if people don't know themselves and well you know, know yeah they want to seek out for somebody else to do for them well you're you're auditing a class now on human sexuality mm-hmm. and one of the things that we've done in the in those 19 years when I was teaching was we'd always have the freshmen that were in the class or, or anybody in the class is build clay models of we did that last uh, genitalia. Week. You did yeah, we did that I just last week. Hearing about and this you, last can't, week. you, you can't uh, underestimate how little students actually know about their own genitalia. I mean, I've been an HIV counselor for years, and mm-hmm. as we would talk about, you know, what you like, what you don't like, you know, a lot of students would say, well, I'm not even sure what's down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, well, males not as much as females. Uh, <laughs> males kind of know what's down there most of the time. A more visible. <laughs> yeah. But women, you know, it just never been given permission mm-hmm. to explore not only psychologically what they want, but their body what they want. And, you know, yeah. What is it that you want out of sex? So that would be my next point. Is In, in class last week, we were actually just talking about how... Um, when it comes to female genitalia, um, clitoris is never spoken of because it's it's only got one use and only one purpose, which is for pleasure. Mm-hmm. And so when you're teaching a children anatomy, specifically girls, and you teach them the vagina, a lot of times what's left out is clitoris because how do you, oh tell, my God. How do you tell a child I that this yeah. is for pleasure and when you have, I mean, you can't explain that. So, I mean, like, even just at basic levels of knowing their own genitalia, true. they don't explore it because they don't know what's there. Plus, or, in, in school, I don't think the teachers ever broke it down. I mean, you oh, know, because yeah. you are told, okay, here's a vagina, here's a penis, and that's the, stri- you know, that's it. So you don't have those breakdowns. I can't tell you the number of times when I went around to students as they have made these these uh, you know, Play-Doh figures and said, so what's this, you know, which is the clitoris? And they refer to it as the cum spot. Really? The cum spot? I mean, the cum spot, I mean, give me, give me the actual, you know, definition of, of what that... Uh, uh, Organ is well. I don't really know. It's. I just call it the cum spot. Oh and Dr. Dr. John Lee just yes. walked in. Yeah, at we have a new guest. Came in at cum spot. Hi, welcome. You ready? Am I in the cum spot? <laughs> <laughs> he just sat in the. Cum this spot. is Dr. Lee. He's another one of our experts. Hi. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is John Lee. I'm a psychologist over at the MSU Counseling Center. Well, welcome. And I always look forward to this conversation because Kevin and Dennis just really push me. To, uh, <laughs> to find because what's the spot. issue is. How to articulate this? Because yes. we're just over the air, right? These are just words. Yeah. So you know, how do you how do you use words in a way that can articulate something that's so full and rich of meaning? Because you're lacking my facial expressions, right? People who are listening to me, you know, you're lacking that kind of hand motions that are going on right now. So, but so it's it's always a great experience. Thank you for well, well you know what, you. what we need to do is we need to we need to take some pictures of John's expression <laughs> right. and put them over over the web because I've worked with Just John. Snapshots. <laughs> Just small snippets. I've worked with John for many years now, and he's he's, he's not only a good friend but highly respected. And I used to have uh, Dr. Lee come into my class all the time because he That's was right, the one over at LCC. Yeah. Uh, 
LCC, and I think here a couple right. times yeah. too, where we talk about sexuality and spirituality and the connection yeah. of that. Yeah. But John, before you came in, I was putting these two on the spot, and I don't know if you had your radio on because the cum spot. The cum spot. Very precise. We're going to have to call this show the cum zone for now. <laughs> I like How it. Yeah, I know. That would get me <laughs> fired for sure. You've been exposed on the okay. <laughs> But we're talking about, we started off, we were going to talk about zombie sex and zombie, you know, relationships, and we'll yeah. get into that. Okay. But, but I was asking them, what are the five things you think all freshmen should know about sexuality or sex? Wow, only five. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you know, because I... We got all the answers wrong. <laughs> well, we're just no, going to stop No, talking. there were right answers, but I was really saying that uh, yeah. people need kind of need to know themselves oh, sure. before they make that decision, oh, you know? Because sure. okay. we always say, why don't students do what they know? No, because yeah. they do what they see. They, see, mm-hmm. see. they do what they feel. That's right. And they don't find anybody that will support them in the decisions they want to make. Yeah. And so, That's right. I was, Kevin said, no condoms, you know, which is right. Yeah. And, you know, Miss yeah. Newton said... Uh, resources and Gabby back there in the control room. We didn't know what the heck she was saying because we couldn't hear. But she <laughs> said apologies. resources too. But John, what, what do you think that if you were to give advice to freshmen and you had a you had a son here at one time? Yeah. We don't tell the fishing boat yeah, story. Yeah, don't oh, tell goodness. the fishing boat story. Uh, Maybe another yeah. time. <laughs> but what what would you tell a freshman about sex or college campus sex or sexuality? Yeah. What what should they know? Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah, that, that's just such a loaded question. But I think what rises to the top to me as I thought about the drive over here, right, <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> sex is all about, <laughs> all about, right, uh, relationship, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, because even the word, I think, you know, go back to my words here, yeah, right? Sectare, it. right, I think <laughs> yes. is Latin for to split, right? To split. So even the term we use to describe sexuality has oh, to man. do with a condition that the old ancient Greeks and Romans recognized is that somehow we're not whole, mm-hmm. right? As individuals, we, we seem to crave for some sort of fulfillment, right? And this society, you know, it, it prov- pr- provides all kinds of illusions of what's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the ones that gets really put out there, because it sells so well, is sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. So you think of the models and all the stuff, the hidden messages, all that stuff in advertising. I mean, I, th- I think that's a, a, a clear sign that they, it touches something very deep in us, mm-hmm. that uh, when you start talking about sexuality, it's going to, to the core of our being, mm-hmm. the, that part of our being that looks for some sort of fulfillment, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. sense of that. So how would you translate that yeah. to a freshman? To a freshman? You know, how-to book almost. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah so guide. you're horny, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> your hormones are, are craving, right? I mean, now you, you're fall, in, you fall in love six or seven times a day, it's right? Insane. I mean, right? <laughs> you're <laughs> masturbating all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> It took, it took yes. 11 minutes to get the masturbation <laughs> and 18 minutes to get too horny. So we're well, I came in. You guys were talking about cum zones, man. I just want to get right, in, right into it right away. So I'm saying, you know, listen to yourself. What's it telling you? Right? Just don't automatically accept what the culture is telling you that is. Right? What's it telling you? Right? Why is it so powerful? Stop and reflect upon it. What's the feelings associated with horniness? It's not just physical. There's something else there, too, mm-hmm. right? It's a yearning for connection, mm-hmm. for meaningful, fulfilling relationship. And sex is just a symbol of that. Now, when I say just, I don't mean it's, it's less than. Because okay. I think it's, it, you got to think about it as on par, right? That our bodies and our souls are really essentially the same thing. So that, that desire for that contact, right? That physical contact, that naked giving and sharing. That's what sexual intercourse is, right? Mm-hmm. Naked giving and sharing is what we crave for as, as in, in a relationship, right? So that's what I would say to the freshmen, right? Okay. Uh, take the class, <laughs> yeah. right? Because that's what the class does. It stops and it, it asks you to stop and think about what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Uh, rather than what the society is telling you, what the cultural scripts are about, right? Mm-hmm. That, you know, yeah, I mean, somehow you meet person of your dreams in college, you fall in love, you get married, you have children, you have the suburban home with the Lexus and the, I mean, it's bullshit, (laughs) right? It's a Wall Street story to sell you something, right? Not only, you know, the clothes and all the the smells and the aromas and all the rest of it, right? But also the white picket fence and and the suburbia, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all a huge capitalistic narrative that embodies sex, right? 
that uses it because, yeah, we ultimately, as individuals, feel half. We're cut in half. There's a sense of unfulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking for that, right? Yeah. Okay. So good, good question. You're right. I've used a lot of jargon there, but I think I cut to the core. <laughs> I right? think you're right. Yeah. Now, as freshmen, uh, I mean, how do you become sexually healthy in their minds? What well, is sexually healthy? That's what you to, were yeah. talking about. Is, uh, what does it mean, not even just for a freshman, mm -hmm. but I mean, you're yeah. a super sophomore, right? <laughs> just a sophomore. Super sophomore. <laughs> thank right. you. Okay. A, super, a superb sophomore. sophomore. <laughs> no, just, oh, a you. superb sophomore. A well-connected, well-mature sophomore. Yeah. Let's put it that Appreciate way. Miss yeah. Newton is involved in a lot of things, and we have respect yeah. for her. But what would you say is a healthy individual? I mean, we talked about healthy uh, yeah. sexuality many times. So what, what does it mean to be a healthy sexuality? Or healthy sexually? Mm -hmm. yeah. Does it just mean, and Kevin knows I'm going to go to this, does it just mean free of STIs? Does it mean like you're, you're free of unwanted advances? Or your body is free of uh, uh, any trauma? Or is it much more than that? I think it's certainly a little, you know, it's, it's certainly a big part to be healthy in the physical realm of not having the STDs and the STIs. But I think it, I, when I think of healthy sexually, I also think of content. Mm -hmm. You know, you're okay with the decisions you made and the sex you had or didn't have. You're content with who you are right now and how you feel because of your actions. Yeah, so I think I see that as a big part of it. Content across lines, mm -hmm. like uh, physically, emotionally, yep. and spiritually. Absolutely. Like, all of the above. Like, you're you're yeah. a-okay with yeah. who you are, what you like. You might be still trying to find out what you like That's more. That's right. And so you might do something unhealthy, and then you realize what and healthy is. Yep. Exactly. Because exactly. it's doing those unhealthy things almost that bring you to that balance eventually, I right. think. And, of course, it'd be great if you stayed healthy 100% of the time. Straight and narrow. Straight, there we go. <laughs> what's, what's an unhealthy thing? Um, I'm an STD. STD, STI, so, or maybe an unhealthy thing. So if I'm looking at the content thing again, so maybe I do something that I'm not happy with, that I feel, ooh, I shouldn't have done that, then that would be unhealthy to me. Or when you, you know, do something and you felt used after. Exactly. And yeah. then, mm -hmm. so that experience alone, I'm like, ooh, I didn't like that. I'm going to try yeah. to get back. So then you bring that back to, like, a healthy right. balance of being content once again. Well, we only have... Uh... 40 minutes, so I won't get into what is health. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's an entire course. Break that down. Olin Health Center. Dennis Martell. 432-3893. If you call us and tell us what you think healthy sexuality is, you will get a complimentary Gabby Price Pack. We're going to call it the Gabby Price Pack. <laughs> a year's supply of, of condoms. <laughs> which Are John, you guys serious? Yeah, no, we, we've set that at 100, John. <laughs> 100. The cool thing is, is because, because it's a monthly show, people could rack up like 1200 condoms oh, this year yeah they could <laughs> who knows though i mean but G gabby's prize pack which has a uh, year supply of condoms and you can trade those in as kevin said for for female condoms for, for dental dental. you know i had explained the other day what a dental dam was to a couple of the uh, sure. clinicians at uh, oh, sure. our health center yep. uh, it was interesting uh they had no idea what that could be used for and i said well uh let me just draw you a diagram <laughs> but so break, huh? we're also going to have <laughs> great break time. fun flavors of the lubes in there so if you want to call yep. us and, and express your opinion but uh, you know getting back to what else does a freshman need to know you know I know how to use a condom I guess I mean. what they're capable of doing I guess maybe I don't know if that kind of well let me do this let me respond let me have you guys respond to a couple of them that were in this article okay. one of them was don't start a relationship with the boy or girl next door in your residence hall <laughs> unless you're ready to see them every day if it doesn't work out. Mm. What know, is what's the term? Don't eat where you. Yeah, poop don't yeah don't eat where uh -huh. don't eat where you poop. Thank you, not for saying the other <laughs> word. Don't um, eat where you poop. <laughs> my brother actually goes to Indiana University and he lives on a floor with boys and girls, and so they also have eight different bathrooms. So they've got eight almost individual stalls. Mm -hmm. So he found out that his roommate or his uh, next door neighbor went into the bathroom with a girl mm -hmm. out from their floor. And so the, the two go into the bathroom, and then he gets the whole floor to surround the bathroom <laughs> and clap for him upon their leave. It was a terrible thing to do, absolutely wow. terrible. But so I what think, did they do in the bathroom? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was loud noises, that's okay, for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, I just wanted um, to make sure I understand. But I think that's just one thing to attest to is you may make other people around you uncomfortable as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think we would all hope that it was consenting yeah, and that it was so. uh, both of them uh, 
you know, we're in the right frame mm -hmm. of mind to do it because the next one was uh, uh, be wary of late night hookups. Make no decisions based on alcohol. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You bet. Because what the saying was a a, a uh, two at ten is yeah. not a ten at two. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Oh, interesting. Uh, That's interesting. That yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Alcohol is a disinhibitor, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it releases some of your inhibitions. Consequently, you may feel, what's that term? Beer goggles? Yeah, right, beer, beer goggles. goggles. Yeah. You may feel more attractive oh, than yeah. you actually are. I thought you were going to say again, John. Everybody starts to look more attractive than they actually that, are. Maybe you're just not as, as perturbed or just... Uh, right, exactly. So, specific, yeah, yeah exactly. Critical. <laughs> but it's real dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. Because there, you've got to be able to find... Uh, where that line is where you're still feeling like you're making good healthy decisions mm -hmm. and, and ones which uh, make sense for you within the context of your own values mm -hmm. yeah no, but yeah number one date rape job right mm -hmm. yeah. now do you think it would be beneficial for freshmen i'm just kind of this idea just came to me but to have a how-to guide on how to have sex I mean, do freshmen need to know that? Well, we have we have a we have a book that we'll throw into the uh, complimentary book we'll throw into the Gabby Prize Pack called uh, Sexual Etiquette. Okay. Sexual yeah. Etiquette 101, yeah. right? Yeah. And it has pictures for the guys. Oh, it's a, it's quite a, a what do you call it? A, co a coffee table book or <laughs> it's, 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 discussions? It's, yes, the pictures alone are good yeah. enough for discussion. Okay. But. Yeah. And I don't think that's just necessarily a right way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's certainly some things that are important for health and well-being and stuff, but it has to do with uh, discovering on your own to some extent, right? Very true. What what uh, what physically feels good? Mm -hmm. yeah. and, we were and, talking about that before right, we came in, John, yeah. about kind of intuitive sexuality, right. right? Really getting in tune with not only psychologically how you make decisions about your sexuality, because everyone has a sexuality. You can't deny that. No. Everyone has a sexuality. You can, you can choose not to express it, right. but you have one. But, but also get in tune with your body, because you know, I've said over the years, uh, as we have done these clay models in class, mm -hmm. that you know some people, or in HIV counseling, when you ask them about, you know, have you ever explored your body, some people don't even know what right. the names of the uh, yeah. genitalia are at or feel permission to touch or right. anything like that. Right. So right. how does that fit into it, John? I mean, do you, do you, you work in the counseling center. You bet. Uh, yep. Do you yep. see people that uh, don't feel like they have permission to explore their oh, sexuality? Yeah. yeah, exactly. What do you do for them? I mean. Yeah. It, well, again, it's usually in the context of much bigger issues, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's always a, a, only a portion of some bigger issues surrounding relationship, right? And one's comfort with oneself and everything else. So uh, when people do have those uh, religious, usually, not always the case, but it can be usually religious kinds of dictums about what's appropriate, what's bad, what's good, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it, it's not based on any sort of real experience necessarily. Right? It's just based upon what they've heard is supposed to be the case. Mm -hmm. And so there's a challenge of, well, why do you think that is? Mm -hmm. So you're not necessarily just saying that's wrong, don't think that. It's why do you think those mores are there? Why, why were those norms there? Why were they put in place? And so when you start to analyze that kind of stuff and help people understand that they had a pretty good function at some point in time in history, mm -hmm. right? Um, it, that it really did matter at one point in time, you know, who had sex with who uh, because it meant who was going to eat tomorrow, mm -hmm. right? I mean, in an agricultural culture, right, a family is an economic unit. You know, that's not the case anymore, mm -hmm. right? And what I mean by an economic unit, children meant who's going to work the farm, mm -hmm. right? So we've had major shifts with regards to how we arrange society and how we produce food and all that other kinds of stuff. And I think that's really impacted our relationships then. So, and what I mean by that is that the mores and norms that we have surrounding our relationships and all sexual sexual norms and, and mores and stuff like that have to be rethought, mm -hmm. right? Um, homosexuality is the best example, right? I mean, it just didn't make any sense in cultures, right, where sex between people of the same sex didn't have a reproductive function, right? Just Why would you do logic. that? Mm -hmm. Because we need people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a time when you actually needed people because they were even being killed off by illnesses, right, or killed off by wars, or you needed someone else to work the farm. Mm -hmm. So it just it just didn't make any sense, right? Uh, but go ahead. Right? But how? Why do you think that people sometimes were they, who find it difficult to express their sexuality? It does stem from those issues in their right. religion, in their you know psychology. Right. Why are those two so connected? Yeah. 
Uh, again, goes back to that whole issue of okay. the relationship, mm-hmm. right? Because what religion and those kinds of things usually tell us what's fulfilling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so the gospel is the good news, right? I mean, so the whole idea is about, yeah, this is what you do to become fulfilled. This is what you do to become fulfilled. Not recognizing that those norms and dictums had a whole lot of other pieces of agenda, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm not challenging necessarily whether it actually leads to fulfillment or not. It's that when you're helping people understand if they get caught up in those kinds of situations where they don't, they're not free to explore themselves, their bodies, right? And I'm not, not endorsing, you know, some sort of sexual behavior there. I'm just saying just the freedom to, to explore the parts, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm going to even comment about masturbation there. I'm not. I'm just talking about exploring one's body, which mm-hmm. is an important, in my opinion, for, for the purpose of what, John? For the purpose of what? I mean, for people again, who are, for self-awareness. For right? self-awareness. Yeah. And but but as you well know, that that's just not as we were talking about before you came in about uh, yeah. uh, the clitoris. Right. You know that the truly only functional purpose of the clitoris is pleasure, mm. which is not something that most religions and, and a lot of cultures oh, would exactly. even accept as a reason to express yourselves. Right. So, I mean, how do we get people past that? Yeah. I mean, even even in the classes when they would say that's the cum spot, there would be an embarrassment or, or the, that's the clitoris. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't talk about it because I can't find a reason to talk about it other than it might be pleasurable. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's just, there's yeah. that guilt there. Yeah, and plus, yeah. I think there's that discomfort when you're talking about sex. For some reason, people feel uncomfortable sometimes talking about it. So, you know, if you think about what those body parts are for, it's for sex. So it's mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. Whereas your nose, it's for smelling. Smelling isn't that uncomfortable, you know? So it's those different discomforts of the body part themselves that I think lead to those few... Boy, well, we'd be in trouble if the nose was the clitoris, wouldn't we? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you blow your nose. Oh, wow. wow. You, the... yeah. you know, the, this Ooh. European Western civilization. Now we're thinking. Yeah. You know, I, my response nose. to that is... Don't pick your nose. Yeah. <laughs> pick your nose. It's not the case in other cultures. Not to the same extent. Yes. But it really became clear to... Uh, we want to start with the Greeks, right, where they start dividing ourselves, bodies up into mind, spirit, and soul. And yep. stuff, mm-hmm. Is that spirit became good and body became bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And that dualistic thinking of ourselves, right, that somehow when you died, I mean, let's go to the sort of religious beliefs, right? Somehow when you died, your spirit left your body, which meant what body was was bad and material, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of you know, even, even the Jewish religion, right, the body is sacred. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't, cremate a body if you're a Jew, right? I mean, because it's recreated after life. I mean, so there's a very different understanding about body and soul, right? But I think this culture has been heavily influenced, right, by that dualistic kind of idea that body is bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. So any sort of physical pleasure, clitoris being what function does that serve? Physical pleasure becomes bad. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's part of our bodies. And from some perspectives, that's great. You know, Bill Masters <laughs> back in the late or early 80s late 80s early 80s when i was studying under bill masters of masters and johnson yeah. bill used to always say the old what a name for that huh the old Ma- masters <laughs> yes yeah right <laughs> uh bill used to always say uh there's only two reasons for, to have sex one is procreation the other is pleasure and if you're not doing it for one of those reasons you should stop and ask yourself why mm. how do you respond to that Whew. I mean that's 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 a uh, yeah. you know and I I've done I've done an exercise in class before I would say write down all the reasons why you've had sex and the list gets to be about a hundred long wow. everything from you know revenge to mm. uh, relieving a stress mm. to getting back to rebellion but you know was Bill too simplistic or is that a is that a message that we need to give to this culture or to the freshmen that there's only two reasons for it one is pleasure and the other is procreation Bill is pretty simple it is. you know and if you're not doing it for one of those reasons then ask yourself why and I've done that on occasions and in, in what is uh, you the know, response been? in HIV counseling mm-hmm. many times men will say pleasure mm-hmm. uh, well you know I'll ask them why you're having sex you know in that non-condescending judgmental thing where you know why are you having sex i can tell you the number of times women would look at me and go i'm not sure oh yeah wow i'm not why or because he wants me to right or she wants me to right and i'd say so what do you get out of it yeah i get connection Mm -hmm. i get 
satisfaction, which is a completeness, you know, how people yeah. are looking Sense for that fulfillment. Mm -hmm. that fulfillment. Yeah. But it's not fulfillment on a pleasure level. It's fulfillment right. like I'm keeping him or her happy. Like mm -hmm. a need almost? Or not a need. Um, a need for that. Uh, John like would a, John talk to eloquently like a need about to feel that. wanted, maybe? Does mm -hmm. that need to feel whole? Yeah. To complete with somebody else. Right. Like we need somebody else to right. complete us. I mean, it's, yeah. if we had two hours, we'd talk about right. relationships, too, and how we talk right. about how that completes us or it does complete us. Right. I'm thinking of the Cheap Trick song. I would need you to need me. Okay, Abby's now going to be singing. I just brought it all up right Daddy, there. Daddy, you want to join in, too? I know exactly what yeah, she Daddy doesn't want to sing either. But I, I don't think you've, I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard it put that way. Mm -hmm. um, but Bill there's, there's, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's some real wisdom in that because as you went to the other examples of other reasons people have sex, it gets messy. Oh, yes. I mean, even the idea that I'm going to have sex to fulfill you is like then, you know, hold it, time out. I mean, yeah, that's at one level kind of, you know, caring and nice, but who's, you know, it almost starts to sound manipulative, or it can be, right? Oh, yes. It could easily move into that realm of, you know, I'm just doing my duty, you know. But how do you... Keeping you, you know... Go ahead, I'm sorry. How yeah. do you keep that thought, though, out of your head? You know, I'm doing this because I love you, because I want... You know, how do you keep it yeah. pleasure it from, or procreation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Good question, Abby. Thank you. <laughs> well, well, keep in mind that when I heard him say pleasure, mm -hmm. it wasn't just me. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. That maybe a way that I would you know edit the quote there is procreation and mutual pleasure. Right. Mm, that's interesting. Right, because if I'm just doing it so that I can feel good, there's something wrong with that too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like then it just almost feels like you know, just go masturbate, man. I mean, can <laughs> <laughs> we get into the whole concept, John, of that you have to have a mutual orgasm at the same time, yeah. with the same, yeah, the same, yeah. you know. Selfless activity. I mean, it's it's got to be mutually pleasing when you know that's not always possible no, to yeah, do that. Yeah. So it is kind of a give and take. It's just when I used to compile that list of reasons why people have sex, and I'd say, go down that list and check all the ones that you know you've done. They go down a list, and you could just see them start to feel pain yeah. or embarrassment, right. or right. and they'd go, you know. Yeah. Man, I'm bad. Oh, and I go, no, 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 you're not bad. This is just for you to kind of right. consider why you've chosen to express yourself sexually in these manners. Right. They're not neither. I mean, some of them, yeah, border on. Right. Uh, you need a little bit of help. Right. Uh, but right. getting yeah. back to your point, though, you now we talk about uh, relationships, but or you said that sex was mostly about relationships right. so the the mutual pleasing is about what john communication yeah i so love this man <laughs> <laughs> one mind, yeah. one mind. Yeah. Yeah. but but it is about communication <laughs> flash me a card, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see that we, we really, don't have to right. <laughs> my whole we really need to tape we really need to, we, to okay, videotape this show because yeah. you got to see the expression <laughs> but if I was to tell, getting back to the question that I launched in the beginning about what, what should freshmen know, is, yeah. is that sex is about relationships, but it's also about communication. Because if you don't know what you want and you don't know how to communicate what you want, then you're going to end up possibly doing sex for reasons All other than procreation and pleasure. Right. Yeah, right. That's exactly. interesting. Comment? I think you're right. I mean, I think it, it's huge. Communication's huge, and I feel like we always bring back, that always comes back to it. Time, it yeah. really sure. does. Sure. Whether it's communication, uh, you know, face-to-face -face communication, whether it's communication in your actions, each one are very strong and very independent in their own way, too. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree, and then that's huge. But why, why, uh, why is it so hard for us as a culture, John? Oh, great question. And four three two three eight nine three because you can jump in because mm -hmm. Gabby's just waiting to give away her <laughs> prize back. Yeah. What do you guys think about communication in sex? What do you think about you know sexuality? Anything that we've talked about? Feel free to bring it up, and you can go ahead and give us a call again at four three two three eight nine three. But uh, you know, Abby, you know Kevin, then most relationships probably don't have trouble talking in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. but what they want to eat or not want to eat or in the garage about who drives what or what they're going to drive probably not even in the bathroom and whose toothbrush to use or whatever. but in the bedroom <laughs> the communication stops many times why is that dr lee 
<laughs> More facial expressions for yeah. those who can't yeah. see. No, because we don't have good training on how, one, to be aware of what's going on emotionally. Um, men don't even know how to label some of their feelings, right? Um, and when you start dealing with intimacy and vulnerability, you need language. So I think one of the reasons is we just haven't done a good job as educators to help people understand who they are emotionally, right? Who they, I mean, just that whole issue of physicality as well. Um, because, it, again, because we're coming out of a culture that's been so taboo, taboo about sex, right? Mm -hmm. But we, we need to, we need to have, I mean, I, I was talking to a student recently that one of the most favorite classes on campus here is a, a communications class mm -hmm. taught by a couple. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. you guys yeah, probably we know had him actually in about. the studio. Yeah. 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 Okay, you've had him in the studio, yeah. right? And my guess is that the students are just flock to that because no one's telling them that stuff. Mm -hmm. No one's telling them about what the difference between a need and a want is and how to express one's feelings and owning them in a way that's healthy, right? I mean, so I, I think that that's, uh, that's a parallel, right? I think if, if couples can communicate at that level, their sex is going to be, and I'll say it, better, because right? mm -hmm. it's it's all about communication. And so it doesn't mean that you're talking during sex necessarily. <laughs> it means that it's it's a parallel phenomenon mm -hmm. that you could say that's a barometer. One's a barometer of the other, right? How well the communication is going, how well the sex is. Which brings me to one of the prompts you gave me, right? I mean, why does it get boring in relationships mm -hmm. sometimes? Why does it seem routine? And I think it's not necessarily physical. It's the emotional. Mm -hmm that your emotional lives get boring. Mm -hmm. right? Why do you feel that some couples feel when that happens, it seems like they try to solve it in the bedroom? Exactly, because yeah. it's such, so it's such a parallel phenomenon, mm -hmm. right? Even this notion Can of, you solve it in the bedroom? I don't think so. I think you can feel better. You know, we just had a fight, let's go have sex, now we feel better, but you know, maybe the fight's gonna just happen another two weeks from now. Yeah, you still broke Are the you advertising, advocating makeup sex? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I can say it happens a lot, right? But it's more meaningful when you really have made up. Mm -hmm. Right. You can't use sex to, to solve the conflict that hasn't been talked about. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, That's true. So how do you communicate with sex? Ooh. Whoa. Question master. Just, that jumped my brain. That's right. That's a cool boy. Well, it goes, it goes to that question of why we're having sex. Yeah. Right. You know, my, my thought process is this. No, how does. do we communicate with sex? Not about sex. Right. But, I mean, we have enough trouble communicating about sex. Right. And we could spend two hours really yeah. communicating. But how do you communicate with sex? Yeah. And we do that all the time. Without but, manipulating, perhaps, or no, we we communicate with sex by making up. Oh, we yeah. communicate with sex by yeah. uh, getting even. We communicate with sex uh, for all kinds of mm -hmm. reasons, for showing uh, someone we care. Mm -hmm. right. We communicate with sex, right. and that's one of the things I think I would tell freshmen. I mean, we're getting around to the five points I would probably tell freshmen. Mm -hmm. Not that they're right. Is is that we do communicate with our sexual decisions. Mm -hmm. And with the person we're with, we either withhold, we don't, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we do we do things that we think will communicate uh, uh, worth and value, or experience, or our displeasure. Mm -hmm. We communicate with sex a lot. We just don't communicate about sex a lot. And I kind of think, well, a lot of freshmen maybe don't know their sexual value, don't know their sexual worth. Like I go back to mm -hmm. kind of being. Uh, whether it's a closeted gay person and or a very religious student that went uh, to a Catholic school and just never yeah. exhausted their sexual desires or, or needs or wants. And so now they're speaking, they can't speak that language of sex because mm -hmm. they don't, they have not spoken it yet, right. I guess you could say. And that is difficult. I understand what you're saying, mm -hmm. Kevin. I do agree because I think if you think about it, for instance, in sports realm, you know, say I'm a soccer player and I'm practicing tennis the whole, during two days, I'm practicing so much tennis. So I've, I'm equipped with this tennis knowledge, just like I'm equipped with the sexual knowledge of what I'm supposed to do, what precautions I'm supposed to take. But then I get out on the field, I have no idea how to play soccer and I have no idea how to take these actions and implement them because I'm not quite sure what I want or where I am yet. Mm -hmm. So I think the whole thing is really taking you know trying to get to know yourself through college because I don't think you truly know yourself when you enter and so there I don't think you can make you know or, or understand your own sexuality and those kind of things until you do have those experiences mm -hmm. like you say so I think 
it's, it's difficult because you want to equip them with these abilities to communicate and the importance of relationships. But when you haven't been put in the game yet to That's see right. those, you, you don't know their value. <laughs> Right. It goes to the old trial and error. The yeah. old saying of what if, what if we taught driver's ed like we teach sex ed? Oh my license at the if, end of if it. We, if we taught, <laughs> if we taught <laughs> driver's ed like we teach sex ed, we would say, here's everything you need to know about the car, but you can't drive until 18. Here, here's the keys. <laughs> yeah. You run into a lot of accidents. I, yeah. I think you, yeah, I think you make a, a really good point. Exactly. I think what I would like students to do is just ask themselves some questions. Mm -hmm. You know, whenever we talk about uh, contraceptive device, there are like four questions we tell students to ask themselves. You know, uh, what do you want to pay? Uh, what type of side effects do you want? What type of efficacy do you want? So the same thing about sexuality, you know. What is it that you want out of it? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about your sexuality? Are you ready to express your sexuality? Uh, what are you ready to give uh, and or take from another individual? What is it you want out of it? Mm -hmm. And how do you communicate with sex? I mean, that, mm -hmm. you, Kevin said it blows your mind. You should try that on some students sometime. <laughs> and it really does to me. You go, what do you mean? What do I want to communicate? Well, so what are you going to communicate with this other individual right. about that relationship mm -hmm. or about their worth or about what you know. I can bet that there would be, if you were in a heterosexual relationship, Abby, I don't know, uh, <laughs> if you were in a, that your knowledge about sexuality and speaking about air will scare the heck, <laughs> seriously scare the heck out of people. I mean, I used to tell John the reason why I never went out uh, when I was teaching to parties and stuff because invariably it would get around to hey let me ask you some questions about sex <laughs> yeah. and you'd be you'd be the sure. the center of the party and right. me Talk being the sex, yeah. me being the genetically engineered introvert i am hated that yeah. you know? right. but it, there's a lot of uh power in knowledge about sexuality i think you added to master's list then Ooh. reproduction pleasure communication Mm -hmm. And I would just hope that it would be somewhat positive communication and mm -hmm. not, I hate you. <laughs> you know, Somehow translated it. in like, some sexual position. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds like the new Pink, one of the Pink songs where she says, I hate you, everything, but I love you. <laughs> but, but, but you're right, John, because is it all right for someone to say that I'm having sex with my partner because I love him and I want to show him? And maybe that's your communication. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. I'm saying with John Hill. John hit on the, the third axiom. But, but I think well, what you got to do there, too, is I wouldn't want to make it such a, a firm separation between communication and pleasure. I was going to say, because yeah. you could easily yeah, exactly. pleasure somebody, and that's, right. that's your communication. Exactly. That's yeah. true. Yeah, almost like overlapping circles, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, among all yeah. those, I'm, I'm hoping that people who are only doing it for procreation right. are having some pleasure. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think our I, kids I, hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of going back to your first initial question of what freshmen need to know that and I think we've been highlighting uh, I mean we've talked about students getting to know themselves before they could ever probably or possibly know anybody else sexually um, but there are students that choose not continue not to be sexually active mm -hmm. and I think giving those freshmen kind of what we do already which is giving them the data of the population that they're moving to uh, which is that I mean there's a uh, twenty six percent of students don't have any sexual partners whatsoever. And so I mean, believe it or not, we always talk about this, but like people are actually here to just go to school and sometimes that's their only focus. And I think um with regards to that population, I guess I wonder to myself, uh, well, is is the information well, I, I, going back to what freshmen need to know, I think it's good that they know that there's a small population um, out there that are having sex, that are not having well, you know, sex, that are not and I want, I choosing want to, to have just, sex later. Or yeah, I want to add before. into what you're saying, Kevin, is that uh, for a person who chooses not to be sexually active, that has two distinctions. Mm -hmm. One, sexually active with somebody else, but they can still be sexually active with themselves. Oh, good, good You call. know, self-pleasuring, mm -hmm. as we True. would say, we got to masturbation in 11 minutes here. <laughs> you got uh, me. You got me. So, <laughs> you can choose Comes to be sexually minutes, active yeah. with yourself, and you need permission for that too. True. But you got, to, and we didn't, we didn't rehearse this show at all. <laughs> I guarantee you that. But Kevin what? got to the the fifth point, which was 
know what the norms are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, John, John. I have the pleasure of working in the summertime with Dr. John and doing parent orientation. We always have one fact up that we say, yeah. you know, seventy-five percent of college students self-report being sexually active, yeah. and I always say to the parents. Uh, I know many of you are, are squirming in your seat because I said 75% of students are sexually active. And yeah. the reason why I say yeah. that is because your student thinks everybody's sexually active and they have 10 or more partners. Right. When the truth is, there's 10,000 students on this campus right. who choose not to be sexually active with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we need, to, we need to let freshmen know that. It's mm -hmm. all right to choose to be sexually active only with yourself or not even with yourself. It's cool. I agree. Ten thousand students mm -hmm. out there, yeah. or that those people who are sexually active have only one partner. One partner. Yeah. You know, and there are organizations like the State News and even Impact at one time yeah. questioned us on that data. Ah, that can't be true. Yeah. Everybody has ten partners or more, right, John? Yeah. Look at those bathrooms. Yeah. Or they, or they think that you know, in college, you have sex all the time, and and when we do the data, like yes. In this past year, maybe that percentage didn't have sex. Maybe they had sex the year before when they were in a long-term relationship, and now they're just choosing mm -hmm. not to do it. And so, well, what? Oh, go ahead. Let me. Let me. Uh, I'm yeah, going to bounce on a couple of your phrases, right? I think it's a really important distinction uh, about who you are as a sexual being, and how you express that, and the whole uh, notion of sexual activity, right? Because given the definition I was working from earlier in terms of it being a core relationship, right? So, just sort of. Hypoth hypothetically, although I'm sure I'm nailing some people's experiences that, you know, I'm not sexually active physically, but boy, am I in some really neat relationships mm. where I'm getting to know people really well mm -hmm. and deeply. I mean, it's intimate, right? Mm -hmm. Now, at some point in time, that might move to a, an expression of physical sexuality. Right. But see what I'm doing? That, that that sexuality doesn't have to always be linked to Sex. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. Mm -hmm. That, mm -hmm. that yeah. the expression of one's sexuality, right? Uh, like you said, I'm yeah. here to study. Yeah, you are, but I hope you'd have some relationships too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope that you're learning about how to form friendships and how to be trustworthy right. and how to Social. and how to yes. forgive people. You know, I mean, and, yeah, and all that stuff. And know? those two, those relationships, I think, definitely evolve your own sexuality exactly, and help you discover it too. Exactly, and what you are looking for in relationships and you say, oh, I like that. I want more of that in right. more significant relationships. Or even finding the feeling that you get out of that and be mm -hmm. like, I want something that gives me that feeling right. of, of happiness. And it right. might be playing soccer and then that that adrenaline perhaps mixed with the Ooh, high I can't of, like, play soccer anymore. Finding that feeling and getting to know yeah. that these are the things I like and right. knowing that there are ways of sexually reaching those same type of feelings, positive feelings. Mm -hmm. and, That's right. And I think yeah. it's all about getting to know you. Well, we, 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 don't, we don't always have the pleasure of having Dr. John here no, with us. Do. And no. so I, want to ask I mean, do you guys do this on a regular basis? Oh, <laughs> oh, Every day at 7 p.m. Once a month. Once a month we turn into sex. Once a month. Yes. So we're going to try so to get you back here. I'm trying to get you back here, Sexuality and spirituality again. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You are welcome anytime. I know how busy your schedule is, but if you were... This is a time when relationships start to form. You bet. And, 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 you know, or uh, break up. Well, well break up usually yeah, That's right. It's a high school. Break up, yeah. Ooh, okay. You meet new people. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, right. actually. actually. Yes, as we always said during parent orientation or, or yeah. academic orientation, yeah. when they walk in hand in hand, we'd say, you're going to last. Good luck. Right. But what, what would you tell? I know you talked about communication, and you talked about some other things. What would you tell uh, students about starting to form relationships in this first semester? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're not in a relationship. <laughs> that's a difference. Right, though. yeah, that's right. Take your time. Take mm -hmm. your time. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, uh, get to know the person before. I mean, I hate the statistic that somehow people are automatically in bed very quickly. I mean, I, I would really rather have... You know, I think there, there's a book written on this. You think about the components of a relationship. Trust, commitment, physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, and there's one more. I can't remember what it is. But what classically will happen in a relationship is that people get physical very quickly before there's any trust or commitment, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'm just saying, you know, take your time. Now, again, I'm trying to be moralistic about that. Right. But it's about communication. Right. Because if you're communicating deep intimacy physically and there's nothing there emotionally, mm -hmm. right, yeah, well, what's that? What's that saying? I mean, so take your time. Right? So you're actually recommending, or, or uh, 
It's telling us that there's a difference between hooking up and a relationship, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think hooking up is well. I mean, I'll just go out and it's overrated, man. Oh, yes. It's overrated. Yes. It sounds like fun, right? But it's overrated. I mean, I'm in the counseling center. I, have people, I see people who get hurt. Mm-hmm. You feel used, feel well, rejected. You know, yeah. What's the saying out there? It's easier to hook up with your hand than it is with <laughs> another person because the other person, you, you can you can get mad at your hand, but you make up with it. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not advocating self-expression. Yeah. We're not yeah. advocating yeah. masturbation. What we're advocating is get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And That's right. I think it's really hard if... If we come up with three axioms for the reason to have sex now, we have uh, procreation, we have pleasure, and we have communication. And I think really taking out the procreation to really know what you want when it comes to pleasure or you want know what you want when it comes to communicating, you have yeah. to self-explore. Absolutely. You have to have conversations with yourself. You have to have experiences with yourself to understand how to communicate to another person what you right. want. How are you going to know that otherwise? And I think you have to know that that's okay to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can do that. Because I think there's a fear there of trying to understand what you want, and it's hard. You know, yeah. it, it is really difficult when you're trying to explore your own sexuality and figuring out, okay, you know, the questions that you ask your students. I'd be scared to answer some of those, you know, and I wouldn't know the answer. So I'm I think afraid it's, to answer myself. And, <laughs> and you make a great point, like, the being okay, it's okay to do mm-hmm. this and, and almost... Uh, empowering them to not necessarily even what little they might know about sex that they haven't uh, ventured out to to explore yet that it might not fit into that small box either Mm -hmm. like what they have been taught about sex Mm -hmm. doesn't that doesn't need to be their end all be all Mm -hmm. version of what they think sex is it's it's okay that you might like something different than somebody else it's okay to try that and if you didn't like it but somebody else did and you can stop that and know that that's not gets you going mm-hmm. and it's a and kind of kind of almost empower them to know that it's okay mm-hmm. and it might not be the same as everybody else mm-hmm. i guess that's a big one too is it's all it's so different it, for everybody and your preferences you know what you do should we can go to fet- we can go into <laughs> fetishes right now right, right. <laughs> let's go we what got four minutes it? let's do fetishes let's talk oh. fetishes <laughs> Okay, Kevin. Dr. In future episodes, we're going to probably go back to to On the Street with Sex with Kevin. Yeah. Quickies with Kevin. Quickies, Quickies with, with Kevin. Kevin. There it Quickies is. Quickies with yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, in future episodes, we will be talking about, you know, fetishes, and we'll be talking about uh, sexual orientation Confused. and my favorite, spirituality and sexuality. And <laughs> That's the episode where we yes. uh, escort John out of here with a police uh, That's next right. <laughs> Uh, one of my last questions for you guys, um, and I can say guys because they're all men here. Yes, yeah. um, That's right. <laughs> what do you think that freshmen fear the most when it comes to sexuality and the actual sex in college? I want to get that in. I want to address your question, but I also want John, oh, it, absolutely. John or and Kevin to say, if students want to know more about mm-hmm. this or want some counseling or want some help when it comes to, where, John, where, where can they go? So for? MSU Counseling Center, um, we have a walk-in policy. Okay. What's ever most convenient from you, 8 to 5, we actually have some evening hours on Monday and Tuesday. We're located on the second floor of the Student Services Building. You walk in, whatever's most convenient for you. If it turns out there's a long wait, you always can come back. But mm-hmm. uh, it's all confidential and it's free. Okay. And confidential uh, over at Olin Health Center, we're on the uh, third floor of the Health Education Department. Uh, you can come by if you ever have any questions. We are by appointment if you need to do any HIV testing. Um, uh, but also we have STI testing located in primary care on the second floor at Olin Health Center too. So if any, if you have any questions, like I said, it's by appointment, but you can always come in and ask us questions. Mm-hmm. I think your question is well taken, uh, Abby. Uh, in, I'm not sure sometimes it's fear as much as it is, uh, well, maybe it is, fear of not being accepted, mm-hmm. of not making that transition. John and I was talking, doing a summer about, I talk at least about the apocalyptic transition this mm-hmm. is because it is a major transition, not only for the students, but many times for the parents. Mm-hmm. So I think that one of the biggest fears is not feeling accepted, and they want some acceptance somehow or some wholeness, as John talks about, because you get that wholeness from your family a lot of times, sometimes you don't. They're looking for relations, some way to connect with somebody. So... Knowing that, uh, I think John's advice is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Is any relationship, take your time. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Explore. Anything else you'd like to add, Dr. Lee? Uh, I think he nailed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the fear of not being accepted, of not being loved, uh, I think that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's so easy to 
accept what the culture is telling you to be acceptable and to all fit in that bubble to fit in the yeah. bubble and recognizing no that that's not the issue the issue is what are you comfortable within yourself How are you learning to accept yourself and, and unfortunately like you guys said that's just through experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it doesn't yeah. necessarily come through listening to us on the radio or even a course mm -hmm. uh, that one gets to know oneself better and Absolutely. accept oneself mm -hmm. yeah. And Kevin, yeah. anything else you'd like no, to add? No, I, I think it's the acceptance thing. Is It's really hard to kind of start making your own decisions about a topic that's so taboo and unspoken about. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mind would be racing trying to decide what is right, what is wrong, what should I do. Yeah. I've already got school to worry about. On mm -hmm. top of this, I met somebody and, oh my goodness, what do I do now? Right. I think it's just that fear mm -hmm. of acceptance and am I doing it right? So That's cool. why I think impacts on, on the curve here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We have Kevin, we have Dr. Lee, and Dr. D, our sexperts. And you have been sexpos this evening talking about sexuality and all kinds of things. We got everywhere, it's been I think. fun. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. This is Impact Radio, keeping you informed and bidding you farewell. Until next time, I'm Abby Newton, 88.9 FM. Broadcasting from the campus of Michigan State University, you've been listening to Impact Exposure. Exposure.